Hello, everyone, and welcome to What the Film Corps podcast number 14. I'm your host, James Paul Shepard, and here with me today is Film Corps digital producer Danny Gowan. Hello. And our special guest once again, Jimmy Lombardo from Lomo Media. What's up, everybody? I'm back again. <laughs> On this episode, we'll be talking about No Time to Die, talking about what Film Corps Digital is up to and getting off topic. So let's get into it. So what's going on, guys? How are we doing today? Doing well, doing well. Appreciate you having me back on for the third time. Third strikes the charm, right? We'll there see how this there one we goes. go. Uh, yeah. Um, don't don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is gonna top the uh, the movies that Jimmy Lombardo has been on, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Danny, how have you been, man? Just making it back in town. Yeah, you know me, staying busy out on the road. Love it when I get to come in and actually be involved with the film core. You know. Yes, we need um, to. We need to get you. We need to get you here full time. Um, so when I say we on film core, there's actually a we here in the studio. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're we're working on that though. Yes, we are looking into many avenues. <laughs> um so jimmy any uh any exciting news is over there in the uh lomo media world yeah man we're busy i mean we're talking about next year all ready we've officially rebranded our podcast to just after the movies um so both um it'll just be after the movies now instead of having two different ones it'll just be one and uh, we just released a short film on halloween called open window which you can find on our main youtube channel so yeah exciting stuff man exciting i stuff. saw it i saw it i enjoyed it i thought it was Thanks. really good um interesting take on um how friends well the way the way i took it is how people look out for themselves or yep something like that yeah that's perfect because that's what it was about so <laughs> yeah. good job yeah so yeah definitely interesting um Super excited to hear more from the Lomo Media Boys. And, um, yeah, it's cool that you're going to one. Um, if you guys didn't hear that, it's uh, after the movies. Yep, just, just straight after the movies. Just uh, after uh, the movies. And it's going to still be on the same because what we were doing, we had at the movies and after the movies under one podcast channel. But you can just find it at after the movies now. So simple, clean, to the point. Yep, no confusing anybody. Um, so, film core digital stuff. The film core digital stuff. We're gonna just uh, for the people that are watching the video, um, our Patreon members. Uh, I'm gonna move that camera there. Um, film core digital. Uh, we're uh, working on promoting more of our services to um, actually put things out there and help other people edit their videos and do post-production content for other people um, as an as an avenue to bring in more revenue for our own stuff. So we're looking at that. Um, also looking at renaming the podcast for next year. Um, been been getting some uh, some names uh, because I mean, I love what the film core. I love it. It's just when you're searching it, if you don't know what, what the film core is, you don't know that it's a podcast about movie reviews and stuff. <laughs> that's funny. That's why we switched our name. Right? Okay. <laughs> See? See, look at that. See, that's, that's why that's why we collab and that's why we do stuff together is because mm -hmm. we are on the same page. Yep. That's scary. We're linked up, James. <laughs> I'm telling linked you, up. if we were in the same area, the the content that would come out of this these channels would just be fantastic. Well, there might be not to spoil anything that we have going on, but maybe, maybe next year they might uh, see Filmcore and Lomo come together a little bit more than what we have in the past. Oh, so. yes, yes, yes. Um, we are traveling down that path. 
definitely. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's just getting fresh and updated. What's going on with everybody? But you guys came here to hear about this movie called No Time to Die. So we're going to talk about it. So this film is James Bond has left active service. His peace is short-lived when his friend Felix from the CIA turns up asking for help, leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. Now, the screenplay was written by Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, and Carrie Fukunaga. Um, it was directed by Carrie Fukunaga, starring Daniel Craig, Ra- Rami Malik, Leah Sadu, and many others. You see others from past Bond movies. Critics given it an 84%, while the audience gave it 88%. So that's that's a really close one. The mm-hmm. this is one of the times where I I see that it's really close from the critics and the uh the audience almost being on the same page on this film. Budget. Any guess on the budget? High or low? Daniel, I have to guess on this one cuz I looked at it earlier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh I don't know, after watching it I don't know, probably about 84, 84 mil. Wow. Okay. I mean, uh, we'll get into it, but that's uh, that's where I would think it's at after seeing it. Um, but no, I would it is that $250 million budget. Now, worldwide, grossing $606 million already, and I think it's been out for a month, almost a month. I think it came out on the 8th of October. Yeah. So it's almost been out for a month, and worldwide it's already almost tripled the budget. So with that, I think we're going to – I think – you know what? It's the guest, always the guest guest, and it's Jimmy Lombardo. We're going to let us tell, tell, tell us what you thought about this because you're a Bonds oh. fan, so let, let's oh, hear man. it. I get to go first again. I love yes. it. Um, I do have to agree with you, though. I mean, until I actually saw that number, it feels like an 80 to 90 mil movie. But then I guess when you talk about, like, locations and travel and, like, you know, the salaries of some of these actors, I guess that's how you get up in these 200 mark uh, budget. So as I said, I grew up watching uh, the James Bond films with uh, my dad. I think that's like, if anybody that's named James growing up, you kind of really uh, like these films, <laughs> at least for me. Um, but was it my favorite Bond film I've ever watched? No, but did I absolutely enjoy it? Yes. And I think it comes down to two things. One, because I've been a Bond fan my whole entire life. And the second one is like seeing Craig get sent off, kind of. So it was a really good like final movie i don't know if it was a really good like bond film but it was a good send-off movie almost like i was telling my business partner and friend about this because we watched it together it's like how i feel like people felt about like the last star you know the last star wars movie when you send off like such a big name film um but i actually liked it overall i thought the cinematography was good and i thought the acting was good at parts as well but yeah uh on the Star Wars send-off, <laughs> uh, I don't know if we can compare it to that because that was that was horrible. Uh, yeah, no, I just meant it's like, like I think that you movie. get, I think you get more love from people that have been fans of the franchise when you yeah. make mistakes on films than you do of just like just like jumping in. I don't know if people that weren't fans of Bond coming into this would have just been like seeing this film and going, oh, I'm gonna go back and watch all the other ones. I don't think that would. I think this was more service to like the Bond fans. Than it was just like a yeah. normal audience. Yeah, and definitely um, watching this one, you definitely, I would recommend watching his other three, the Craig ones, before watching this one. If you haven't watched it yet, definitely watch the first three. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? Casino Royale, Skyfall, Spectre, and then this one. Well, there's another one too. He did five. This was his fifth one. Oh. Okay. I think he did Quantum of Solace too. Yeah, Quantum of Solace. That's the one. Yeah. So watch all those first. 
Yeah, you need to. Because if you don't, then it's going to be really hard to follow the story of what is actually going on in this film. Uh, Danny, what did you think about this film? Because you're 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 sort of a Bonds fan, also. Yeah, uh, just like James. You know, I I grew up on Bond, uh, and I gotta say. Daniel Craig has been my favorite Bond, uh, at least recently, you know. Uh, but I, I did enjoy the movie. Oh my god, I was so confused even after watching all the others. <laughs> I, I'm like, okay, so hold on, how does this work with this? But this, what's going? Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, the acting was good. The action was phenomenal. Uh, Daniel Craig is always, you know, he blew it out of the water as James Bond. Um, overall, the movie, though, I just felt like it was a uh, confusing mess. Uh, I, It left me wondering if maybe they left some things on the cutting room floor that could have clarified quite a few, you know, points in the movie. Uh, but I, I had fun with it. it. I thought it was a fun movie, just confusing for the overall story. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's interesting that uh, Daniel Craig is your, your favorite. Because I remember when Daniel Craig first got the Bond, and people were just like, "No, that yeah, is people, not Bond." Out. Not blonde hair, blue. Eyes. That is not a Bond. So yeah, I, uh, I mean, Daniel Craig is a very good actor. He's mm -hmm. he's done a lot of um, good shows. Um, I I have enjoyed him as Bond for the for the previous four films. I have enjoyed him as Bond. Now, this film is definitely my least. favorite actually i couldn't stay awake i don't know if it was because i was tired or if it was just because the movie is so the first like maybe half an hour well paced um builds up but after you get the credits like after the freaking intro credit scene and like all that and it's the title comes up i feel like it was lacking through the rest of the movie it couldn't keep up it i mean there's some really cool action scenes in it but very few action scenes in this movie like yeah I'd it, agree with it, you. it doesn't it, i don't feel like i feel like it was more talky talky establish this establish that let's let's draw it out i think this story the story could have been an hour and a half could have been an hour and a half movie could have told the whole thing i mean maybe maybe that's just me i do like i do like bond um it was yeah the cinematography was well done in the scenes that it was well done in there was i feel like there was just some unnecessary shots i want to get your opinion on this as a fellow uh creator do you think that the cinematography was really well done in the action sequences but lacking in like the dialogue like scenes like don't you think those were shot weird like between like the editing when it comes from the action and also how the dialogue were very different. Like, I feel like it was successful in the action, but not so successful when you're doing like most of those dialogue scenes. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that explains, yeah, definitely what I'm talking about where it's, when it's well done is the action scenes, I mean, would be the best way where the well done. I mean, there mm -hmm. were a few throughout where it's just, um, talking and the pacing was right on with it, but there was a lot where it was like 
a weird edit how yeah it was disorienting talking. at times yeah. the way they were talking i mean i didn't pay attention to it that much because like i said i dozed off a lot so i don't know um if m- maybe they broke the the 180 rule um if it was disorienting um i just i, I didn't pay attention enough to it because it just didn't keep my attention the the bridge cable scene that was awesome yeah i like that um, a lot that was that was that was really well like that was like odd like action um the was it just me or was the the boss scene the very underwhelming with uh rami uh malik because well, he I mean, did, he was really good. His character, I don't know, but his acting of that character, he he did really well. But I mean, but you it, know, the boss being Freddie Mercury and stuff, he did the best he could. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know a lot of people are making comments that this movie, um, had plenty of time to die. Like it should have died way sooner than it did. Um. Jimmy being a Bonds fan and uh Daniel Craig uh, I mean this is his last one I don't I I personally don't think it was done well enough to send him off that that's the the end scene to send him off it's just so like really I even said to Dan like this is this is how we're doing it is that's it yeah I was like what so I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that? I guess like I got to agree with you, but also disagree too. Um, just because I thought it was cool. Um, just because he had to go back and it's like, you almost have that like moment of like, maybe he's going to make it out, but now he gets stopped. You know, the missile silo doors get closed. He's got to go back and fight everything. He's got to go back. Uh, but the part where it lost me is so he has to go back, right? He, like, so basically he opens the doors and he goes down the tunnel and he's trying and he's trying to leave and he's going the long way. Right. Mm-hmm. But then after he beats, uh, uh, the villain there, he goes back up, he opens the door and then all of a sudden there's a ladder for him to get yeah. out. It was just like, uh, you know, in video games, when you like first beat a boss and now like you know, the extra entrance is open where yep. you can leave like quicker. Yeah. It was like that. I was like, I was like, why is there a ladder here all, all of a sudden? And then he just walks up there. They do that corny like dialogue between oh, him man. and his daughter or his like girlfriend and daughter there. And, you know, and then it's like revealed to us that, you know, that is his daughter. And, but I thought that part was a little corny. And then all of a sudden it was just like a big flash. <laughs> you see Craig's face and then that's it. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> After, I, thank you for your service, Daniel Craig. That's it. Yeah. You're just one big flash of light. You're out of here. That's the part where I was like, I don't know. Well, see, because that's that's the thing is like, it was so quick. Like I I don't I mean I'm not saying that we should have had a long drawn out death scene, but something quicker than a snap and <laughs> it's gone. I don't um, think they needed that. I think. I think the way it ended was weak because I didn't really now when I say all of these things, I overall really enjoyed the movie, but I think the ending was weak and being two hours and 45 minutes, you need a strong ending to really like wrap me up in this. Yeah. But like they did that like forced eulogy scene or like when they're mourning them too in the office, they're just like, thanks bond. And you see the glass get set down. Like that's really like, that's how we're doing it. (laughs) What are you going? Let me tell you a story about a man named Bond. <laughs> I'm like, wait. So he, she spent this time with her dad. She still didn't know it was her dad. <laughs> and now you're going to tell her about her dad? Yeah. Uh, the, Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the next film, um, either one is going to have a lot of cleanup to do to really like really explain this film or they're just going to completely ignore it 
and act like it didn't happen and then just like do a kind of rebootish onto the next one. That's what they do anyways, though. I don't think they need to continue this. I don't think they need to continue the Craig saga. I think you just do a hard reboot with the Bond and just plop it well, into a different time of his life. Do you think... What were, what were, you, what were your thoughts on the uh, new 007? Mine personally? So, like, I'm very big in, like... And I, I, like, I've been quoted many times in my podcast and your pod podcast. I'm not okay with, like, retconning a story like completely like when it comes to like you know like comic book you're like writers like so james bond is james bond like he was written to be james bond and that should stay at it but i'm a-okay with you changing the whole double o framework and like car carry it on i'm okay if like she like i am perfectly fine with her playing a 007 and and an x movie like i will say that like i, I thought that's okay but like, don't call it a Bond film. Just make it a 007. Let's make it a new story. Like, it's okay yeah. to make new stories with like new characters. But like, don't completely change James Bond. Like, James Bond will be James Bond. And then go ahead and create this new 007 universe with whoever you're going to have. You know? So that's how I think of it anyways. So I was always under the impression, I, I thought, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um... James Bond is is the name that they give whoever they're making James Bond. Like, so 007, they bring somebody in, his name's Steve Rogers, but when they give him the 007, they change his name to James Bond. Is that correct? Like, when they're born somebody I th else. I thought that's how it was, but also I think within, like, the Pierce Brosnan era and Craig, I think they went away from that, but I think like true to the story, I think that's how it's supposed to be. But I think that got lost after they started doing their own stories. Not the Ian Fleming works. I'm not sure though. I'm not sure, but I think yeah. that kind of got lost. I think a lot of, a lot of things got lost on this film. Um, it, I mean, it was, it was good. It was, <sighs> It, I don't, I, I, okay, no, I can't say it was good because I, I <laughs> dozed off way too many times. I, I, dude, I have not fallen asleep in a movie in a while. And it's, it's surprising to see that this is the film that I started dozing off. In. I, to be honest, I thought I was going to doze off in, uh, we saw, uh, Dear Evan Hansen a few weeks ago. We did that podcast. I thought I was going to doze off on that film and I did not. So to see an action film, probably because it didn't have enough action. I feel I feel like it didn't really, the story didn't really go anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, the the scene with him and Felix, um, I, I feel like that was just blah. It was just like, no, Felix. Okay, bye. Um, I just, I don't know. I felt like it just the story wasn't there. It just. I think I mean, it suffered from this thing where like, so when you're writing this and you're directing it, you know that this is the final send off. So then they go, we have to close all of these story arcs. I mean, we saw it at the beginning with Vesper and then we see it with Felix and then we see his argument with M and that kind of arc get uh, resolved in that like scene where they're talking and then he gets reinstated. I just think it's that like, you just fall victim of trying to close off all these different story arcs you had into one film because you know, this is the last one. Yeah, that, uh, that's definitely evident here for sure. For sure. I feel like, uh, like Danny said, some things were probably left on the table that they were like, no, nope, we just got to get to the point. We got to hurry up and just, just do it, get it done. So, um, yeah, I mean, didn't, uh, the Logan Ash character kind of feel like he was shoehorned in during the Felix scenes. Like, I, I mean, even at his death, I'm just kind of wondering, like, okay, so what was his main role other than being an informant? Uh, you didn't even go into the fact that he, you know, why he was the informant other than. Oh yeah, he's CIA. So yeah, he's gonna be a double agent spook. It's like, okay, but why did he call James? You know, give me a hand, brother. I had a brother, and that was Felix. And they, you know, I'm like, what was his point? 
why did he have any lines at all instead of just, you know, being a background guy like a lot of the other in a lot of other Bond movies when there's a double agent? I mean, those guys actually had stories with them. Logan Ash was just like, oh, yeah, he betrays Bond. So uh, let's let him say something before he dies. I really even didn't know his name there for the longest time. At least I didn't think so. Like I either like didn't catch it at first, but it was just like all of a sudden they were like, we're looking for Logan Ash. And I'm like, who? <laughs> See? <laughs> like who? Oh, the blonde guy from earlier. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, what about, what, what about Anna, what Anna de Armas as Paloma? Like Are a lot of people are. The brunette chick in the dress? Yeah, drove, she, yeah, yeah. Everybody's saying that she did a fantastic job, but very, very little screen time. I think, yeah. I think she did good for what she was there for. I didn't have any qualms with her. I thought it was well done. The scenes that she was in, I mean, the like little piece of dialogue where it was like, I've only had three weeks of training, and then she's like, yeah. like flying around yeah, i was like Joe. what yeah <laughs> but yeah i thought it was good there was there was actually an article out where they're they're suggesting that she be the new female bond in the next film what are they going to do with the with the i don't 007. even remember her name what are they going to do with 007 from this uh whatever i'm not even going to get into it no, no me because now i'm just Nami. confused are they just yeah. going to like completely just kill off the story and like not carry her on? Cause I thought they were building that up to have her carry on the franchise. Yeah, especially when James calls her double O. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, is she's going to be the next bond. Okay, cool. And then everyone wants CIA girl with three weeks of training. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense either because she's CIA girl. Like, are we just yeah. completely abandoning the MI6 storyline? What are we doing here? Oh yeah, we're going. We're going over to America. We're now. going across the pond. What are we doing here? So I mean, I mean, it's it was cool to see Q come back when you when mm-hmm. you first saw him. It's like, oh, it's Q. Uh, I liked his character. Um, I just, I, I mean, it's a movie. For sure, it's a it's a movie. Uh, I mean, I can't not recommend it because I don't not recommend any movie because everybody should see the movie for themselves because that's how we feel. Is we don't go by critics and stuff because you can't tell me how I because I've seen mm-hmm. so many movies that I love that nobody else liked, and then I've seen movies that people are just raving about and are just horrible. So, with that note. I think you do have to see the previous Bond films, though. I will, like, preface that. I do recommend this yes. film, but, like, you have to see. <laughs> you have to know what's going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely. definitely agree. Definitely watch the other Bond films if you're going to watch this one. Um, so, I guess there's a lot of um, little trivia things on this thing but i don't have them so um a lot of goofs i guess there's a lot of a lot of mistakes i didn't again i didn't usually i catch continuity errors and issues like that but again it is really hard to catch those when you're sleeping well to go back to my earlier point about these dialogue scenes when james and m are at that like little like bridge area there by the water and they're talking there is there is a shot of james's like chin and like m's po like coming into there like talking and then it completely like goes behind m and then you see like both of their heads and then there was like a boat that came through then it flips around and then the boat's gone at least from what i remember it was like it kept like doing this 180 thing and then it was like down up down up over and i was like i'm gonna get motion sickness here <laughs> and how do they even how did they even transition to the bridge because like it felt like bond and q were arguing just in the office and 
the thing I remember was when Bond was leaving, going, yeah, the desk is the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so how did it go from there to them meeting on the bridge and being, oh, hey, buddy. You know, I, I, I don't remember anything that would transition them to that point. Yeah, I think there was a definitely some plot holes throughout this, uh, throughout the dialogue. I thought the dialogue at times was probably the weakest parts of the movie. Oh, but, yeah, and majority of the movie was dialogue. Like, it was uh, definitely a dialogue-driven movie, um, as weak as the dialogue was. I think, that's, I think that's what made it so drawn out is because it wasn't interesting dialogue. It wasn't anything that... I mean, caught you. I, there was, I think, a few times that there was little funny quotes, jokes that were said in there. Um, to be honest, I don't think I'm going to remember this movie in a couple of weeks. Like, I, I don't think I could point out a scene, tell you, except for the bridge scene. That was awesome. <laughs> Grabbing that cable and swinging over, that was that was really cool. Yeah, I don't uh, know either. Yeah. But apparently, I don't know if you guys noticed, uh, but uh, when 007 visits Q, he sends his cat to the upper floor on the stairs, and then they turn around after he puts her upstairs or whatever, goes into the living room, and the cat's in the living room. So a little continuity air there. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like it, it might have been rushed, um, I don't think the pandemic affected this movie at all, did it? I don't think it pushed it back I don't know. or when anything. Did they start? Not sure. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember if this was one of the ones that they started and then we're like, uh, we got to push it back. But it, it, it. it yeah, I think. Yeah, it was. It was a pandemic yeah. issue movie. Yep. Yep, it was because they started like at the tail end of 2019, so they hit it right in the right in the middle of it. So that'll happen. Okay, that yeah. So happen. they they have they have an excuse um, mm-hmm. for some rushness and some plot holes. Um, apparently, in the final scene. Um. What is her name? Madeline? Yeah. yeah. Madeline is speaking to Mathadil in English. Matilde. Matilde in English, despite having a French accent through the whole movie. Was it? I didn't really pay too much attention to those I'm, scenes. I didn't either. I'm just, I'm just reading <laughs> the plot holes that I have popped up here. Um... So apparently they she was speaking English in the final scene. Um Yeah. Uh, uh Yeah, but I mean yeah, breakfast with Matilda and James. James spoke English to her, but she you know, answered him in French or Russian, whatever her nationality is. Yeah, I think too, because she was working in England, right? So she was working there as the psychiatrist for the guy. So I guess she would have. I'm not sure, man. I'm not really sure yeah, on yeah, that. I don't know. It's it's one of it's one of those holes that they have. Uh, talking about the island scene, um, James Bond, or the other protagonist, could have left the island on the scissor wing plane they arrived in. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So the boat. <laughs> I forgot all about they came in on a plane and they left <laughs> on a boat. I forgot all about that. Uh so yeah, so there are plot holes, definitely. Um but yeah, definitely go go see go see the movie. It was uh it was a movie. With that being said, I think we're gonna take this time to thank the Patreon members. And those members are Leslie Murphy, Vicky and David Ingblom, 
Dustin Clark, Bobby Saravenera, Angela Kay, Little Thrusty, Danny Galwin, Carl Robbins, and Dylan Painter. I want to thank everybody for supporting Filmcore Digital. And if you would like to be a Filmcore Digital Patreon member, go check out the link in the description because we have a whole bunch of cool benefits. And this video that you are watching, if you are a Patreon member, will be on just there where you're taking it off of YouTube. Um, we're taking a page out of the Lomo Media page book to uh, try to help our view um, averages. So we're going to take this off of the YouTube channel and it will be strictly for Patreon members. If you want to see these beautiful faces right here, definitely click that link and sign up for just $1. It's on the $1 one. You get to see this beautiful face of Jimmy Lombardo's. Uh, man, that's the best dollar you've ever spent. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, so let's let's get off topic. What is what's some interesting stuff going on in the film world, Jimmy, that you're excited about? Um, I really I don't know. It's I'm hesitant to say it because sometimes his movies are but I really want to see the French dispatch. It's got Timothy Chalamet in it, too, that Wes Anderson movie uh, that's out in theaters now. Um, I don't know, though, because those I know a lot of people love them, but they're hitter. They're very hitter miss with me. Um, but this one was hyped up a lot, so I think I got to go see it. I think I got to give it a watch. I honestly haven't seen anything. I haven't even... Seems. It's got Timothy Chalamet. It's got Paul from Dune in yep. it. So, yep. I mean, he did really well in Dune. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing anything else he's in. I, like I said in the podcast we did on Dune, I I haven't really watched him in. I don't, I don't think he's been in much, to be honest with you. I don't think I've seen him in anything else. I think it's a lot of foreign films he did. Uh, Danny, any uh exciting, interesting? I know it's hard to see stuff out there on the road. Um, any clips or anything that you've seen that you're excited to uh, watch that's coming up? As far as movies go, uh, Morbius, looking forward to that. Uh, I do want to see Antlers. That looks really interesting. I watched the trailer for it. And like, I need to watch it for Halloween and I get to watch it for Halloween. So I'm going to watch it at some other point. Uh, other than that, um, actually looking forward to December because the, the new story from uh, demon slayer uh, is going to start in December. Right now, the new season is doing a recap of the, uh, Mugen Train movie, kind of like you know DBZ did with uh, Super, and then um, after that, I think it's March or April. The new season of Ra- Ra- Rising of the Shield Hero is supposed to start uh, airing, and I've been waiting on that for like a year and a half now. So it's going to be <laughs> two years. And I'll finally get to watch it. Nice, Yay. Dude. Nice. Uh, if you guys don't know, Danny is a huge anime um, watcher. Loves loves the anime. Um, so if you, whenever Danny's on here, he will give you the scoop on what's coming up in the anime world. And maybe, maybe one day we'll do a review on an anime movie. If one comes to theaters, um that's interesting what a story arc that would be for the podcast (laughs) i know there's one in theaters right now at least near us it is uh my hero academia yes yep i've never seen an episode so that's yes that's hard to watch an anime movie for for me at least because i've never seen the show so it's like 
if I watch the movie, am I going to know what's going on? Or is it going to be based on the show? Because you were saying the Demon Slayer, I should watch the show first before I go see the movie. Um, the only anime that I would know what's going on if they actually did movies, more movies, because I've seen the ones that they have done, is Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is one of my favorite animes. So I, I think that's why the disconnect for me on doing watching anime movies is because I haven't watch the show and animes are so long there's so many episodes it's hard to actually catch up to watch the movie because the, the movie could be out for two years by the time you get the the series done to watch the movie well with <laughs> with demon slayer there's only 24 no 26 episodes oh I was oh, waiting man. for you to say 26 seasons. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was, gonna, say, I know. I was, I was like, I was going to say 200, 260 episodes. I'm like, okay, that's, that's how I no, get that done in the weekend. this is a one piece, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, there's only like, I'm pretty sure it's 26 episodes. And that's one story arc. And then the movie, Mugen Train, is the next story arc, which they're covering again in at the beginning of the second season. And then in the middle of the second season, it goes to the new story arc after Mugen Train. So then Demon Slayer's relatively new then if it's only got 26 episodes. Yes. I mean, the manga's finished, but the anime, uh, animes always come out way after, you know, make sure that there's content, although sometimes that doesn't happen, like in Bleach. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, normally there's at least a, a good amount of content from the manga, and then they'll do anime. Uh, but Demon Slayer, the manga is finished, so they're just animating all of it. And so it, it's it's still really fresh, so I would definitely give it a shot. Uh, it's got a really good story. The art style's amazing. I mean, shoot, they even have a video a fighting game for it now, so... If you're a gamer, give it a shot. I wish I could get into anime. All of my, I have a lot of friends that love it that are always talking about it, and just, just people are always so happy when they talk talk about their love for the like anime and what's going on. But I just, I've never been able to get into it, unfortunately. But I'm I want like, to though. I want to be able to because everyone's so happy when they talk <laughs> about. it. I'm like, I want to be with you in this. <laughs> but. That's like that's like going uh, places with Danny and stuff, and he'll 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 make a an anime reference or something. I'm like, what? I don't know. Or, <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh man! All right, so yesterday we're out, or no, not yesterday, day before. It was on Halloween. We went to Chipotle to eat, and you know we're just sitting there eating, and James is like, "What is that person dressed up as?" I'm like, "Wait, where? Who? What?" It's like, just give them a minute. They're coming in. Come in. He's like, who is that? It's like, oh, yeah, they're dressed up as Monkey D. Luffy. <laughs> He's like, yeah. who? It's like, One Piece? Luffy? The rubber guy? <laughs> it's like, okay, who's the other guy then? <laughs> yeah, and it was Jimmy, someone Jimmy's dressed like, up huh? like Gold Roger. <laughs> and everyone in this just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And that's and, that's the way it is with Danny a lot. Is I ha I have no clue what he's what he's talking about. Like we go to the Comic Con, where a lot of people dress up as anime, and I'm like, who's this? Who's that? <laughs> I'd be the it? same way. I'd be like, who? What are they dressed up as? I'd be like that's Help a cool me. costume. Who is this? Help me. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Even when he says it's a really cool costume, and I tell him who it is and what anime they're from, he doesn't go and watch it. <laughs> Man, I'm the. I have a friend yeah, that's a just like one. you. I have a friend that's just like you when he's talking about anime to me too, and he'll be explaining it, and he's probably sitting there being like, "Why don't you watch it?" I'm just. I don't know. I just. Yep. I get it. It's it's hard to get into. Um, so did did you guys see the small trailer for Buzz Lightyear? No. Mm -mm. You haven't seen? Okay, so they're making a Buzz Lightyear movie. Chris Evans is voicing Buzz Lightyear. He's a young cadet. So like when he got into the Lightyear 
freaking forcer. Is it a live action movie or is it a animated? Animated. In the same style as Toy Story, so it's a Pixar Disney don't watch movie. It. Um <laughs> they are making if you're a Star Wars fan, they are making a Boba Fett series. Um I saw the trailer for that. It looked pretty good. Yeah, so I'm interested in that. They just announced that they're getting they're not getting they're trying to get Jim Carrey as Modoc in the MCU. What do you think about that? I could see that. Don't they look like don't they look the same? Oh, Modoc's really big head. Well, I mean, you can make you can make Wait, is wait, am I thinking wait, is Modoc the floating guy? Yeah. The big yeah. Oh, Okay. I thought that who's like the who's like the evil wizard guy that looks like Jim Carrey then? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, oh, the wizard? Nah, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to go Wait, through. Do you remember what comic he's in? I don't. What, what villain? I don't, but like I re- whose villain he is? He's in nope. a Marvel comic for sure. Nope, we can. We can probably just scrap that one. I don't remember, <laughs> but I was like, that's who I thought it was. But yeah, Modok, the big head guy. Gotcha. I'm right here now. Yeah. So I mean, it would. It would. Probably hundred percent just be voice. I mean, Modoc. I don't think so. I think that they could figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> put them on a hoverboard and put like yeah. some like a boxer on them put or a something. Put a boxer on them. Put some uh, makeup on it. You know, after watching Sonic, I can actually see him playing the super smart Modoc because he was Robotnik in Sonic, yeah. and Robotnik was a genius. Which that was a good movie. Um, they're talking about making a second Sonic, um, hopefully with Tails, because so. that was, I liked it. Uh, I, I feel like I didn't see it. I feel like it should have, like Jim Carrey should have been more robotic looking. I mean, give him a fat suit and stuff and bald and like. Oh, you wanted is... to look more like the video game character Robotnik than. Yeah. Well, isn't if I remember from the. Uh... The ending, uh, I think it was the end credit scene when he's actually in another world. He actually starts looking a lot more like. Oh yeah, cause yeah, he's eating or something. He's eating all those. Yeah, um, you you mentioned Morbius. It was cool. They just released another trailer that gives a nod to Venom. So maybe a tie together of Venom, Spider-Man, and Morbius all joining together in a film in the near future. I feel like that would be awesome. As soon as Fox, or as soon as Sony rips the uh, rights of Spider-Man away again, just in time. (laughs) Wait. Yeah, wait, doesn't... Does Fox still have? Sony has. Sony, wait. Fox has. The Fox has the X Men. Sony has Spider Man. Okay. But I don't know who else. But I know that Fox has uh, the X Men. I'm mad about it because I really want them to do more X Men movies, and nobody will do more X Men movies. But aren't they all in talks of it all joining together and Marvel having it all again? I I hope so. One day, one day we'll bring it something about that. Uh, I love the X Men. That's my favorite. Because so. I know um, Jackman and Reynolds were actually talking to each other about, hey, we might actually be in a movie together at some point. So, That'd be cool. Yeah, Deadpool and Wolverine. If they if if they actually joined, there'd be. I mean, these the stories would be endless of what they can do. Um, on the Marvel side, if they actually brought all the studios together and put it in one place, I'm hope I'm just hoping one day we get my favorite X Men uh, Gambit movie um, because there's been some fan films on YouTube. That I love Gambit, man. Awesome. Gambit was my favorite. Like that, I love Gambit. That is my favorite X Men, and then um, DC. My favorite Wildcat. I don't know if you ever read the Wildcat comics. If you know who the Wildcats are, yeah, um, cartoon. Too. Grifter, Grifter. I mean, he was in a couple Batman uh, series or movies, like the animated uh, Batman movies. He appeared in one of them. I can't remember which one, but Grifter is awesome. 
Um, and I found out recently that Jim Lee did both of them. He did, he created Gambit and he created Grifter. So I see why I love both those characters. To see them come to life on film, that'd be awesome. I think Lomo and Film Core Digital should do a Grifter and Gambit movie. Okay, I'm down. Sign us up. <laughs> I think I think that would be awesome. Um, in news, apparently the Nightmare on Elm Street house is up for sale. From would you Would you want movie? from the original movie? Would you want to buy that? I don't yeah, want to buy probably. anything. I don't want to buy anything that's been. That, no, I'm, good. <laughs> I'm good. I mean, the only, the it'd only be cool. One I wouldn't want to buy is the Amityville house. Oh yeah. Is that that's a real house so I oh mean, yeah it is. that's a true story what happened but i mean i think it'd be cool to own the house from nightmare because of the movies and stuff but not own it because of the you'd have to turn it into a like a museum. museum or something like that i feel like you'd have to turn it into a tourist attraction i don't think oh it's, yeah you couldn't be like i'm moving my family into here like <laughs> like on, the house gotta... uh from uh what is it Christmas story, the house in Ohio. People go and visit and stuff. And um, I think somebody lives in it, but they let people come walk through it and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the three point two million dollars, we can own the Nightmare on Elm Street house. Wow, I think like I think that's a good investment for both of our companies, James. I think we right? should just go in and nothing could possibly go wrong with a three point two million dollar investment. I can't I'm see just... any downside. Just, just think of it. We we have our we make it studio base. The Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street is the studio base for our for our films. Where's um, it even at? Uh, Los Angeles. I'm good. Yeah, I don't. Hard, I, yeah, no. I'm good. I, hard oh, pass. No thanks. I will nope. definitely pass on that one. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh. Um, they're talking about a new Boondock Saints three movie. Finally, finally starting and filming. I'm a fan of the Boondock Saints. I, I loved the, the two movies. Um, really good. I don't know if you've seen them, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got you got to you got to see them. I mean, you can't. How can you not watch those movies? I like them. What are they going to do with the? How would they pull off? A, I don't know. I guess that'd be cool. So like, what would the third one be about? Um, I don't know. Yeah, because at the end of the second one, they were in prison. Is it going to be a jailbreak? I mean, can't go wrong with uh, or just them going break. ballistic in the prison. Ooh, <laughs> be like either uh, way. I'm here for it. Yeah, for sure. I would. I would definitely see it. Um, be like that scene from uh, oh, they. What was the movie with Warshak? I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. Not sure. Uh, Watchmen. Oh. Oh. Remember Warshak? Never watched it. When he's in prison? Never, never watched it. Oh, watched it a while ago. All these, all these movies I need to read, watch again. So I can stay up on things. There are so, there are so many movies that growing up that I would like to just sit and rewatch. And then there's some that I do sit and rewatch. I'm like, wow how did how did they i love watching old movies because of the like i like to see the technology in old movies and it's like super interesting to watch like how far it's come one the technology that they use like the computers the phones the car like everything in the film and then the actual filming of it like my wife's watching seinfeld on on netflix right now she has that on when she's doing stuff just to have and i'm standing in front of the the tv and it's so so grainy i'm like oh my gosh because now i mean when that show was on we had small tvs now we've got the 55 inch tv and i'm standing right there and you see like this the size of those grain it's like dang that's a lot of oh it's crazy that like even when you talk about all the cameras that we're using to record this podcast was better than what they had oh yeah to to do seinfeld Yeah. yeah we have this stuff in our homes now that it's it's i love how we have progressed in the film world mm-hmm. and and it's just getting better with the technology that they're coming out with now it's just getting better well it makes it easier for us like people are like you know 
you and me that are trying to do this stuff like in you know independently before you know you talk about like 80s 90s to do what we were doing it was almost impossible but now there's so many outlets that you can do as far as like production and then producing it's, it's well good. i mean it's yeah i mean now it's even even when i first started doing this in the early 2000s it was still hard to get that stuff jimmy's like what I was, in kindergarten. I, was in, I was in kindergarten. <laughs> oh, early uh, 2000s. I was, what, 10? Yeah, so 10, I first started super getting into filmmaking in 2003 is when I, I bought my first uh, JVC little handheld camera uh, with the little DV tapes that you stick in and you record on uh do that talk about i pain. was only i was only a year was it, <laughs> you said 2003 so 2004 i started high school so yeah i, I remember <laughs> i was doing i was doing film with the little db tapes i still have them man yep yep i, I, have, I have my i still have my first camera somewhere around here that one and uh i put a tape in and i uh, watched it it was it was me danny and my brother the very first film we did was uh a little teleport skit of us fighting in a uh put it out uh, in a plaza put it out right I, now dude, i want to see it friday about it. i want to see I it friday about put it. it out i seriously thought about actually doing it like using that footage and then using my visual effects now like how like awesome visual effects in that horrible, horrible, because it's at night too. So it's, yeah, oh. it, it's, it's amazing on how far we've that come. That was the one we did in Southgate, wasn't it? Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah, that was I little, wish I still little had old you all, and little old me. I wish I still had all of my old, because uh, there wasn't anywhere to put them like back then, like 2004. I mean, I could have probably figured out, like, I think YouTube was right around, was right around the corner, but. Yeah, yep. 2005. But uh, I wish I had all my old like sketches and stuff just to go back on and be like, look at what I was doing in 2004. And now look at, I wish, <laughs> but I don't know where any of that stuff's at now. No idea. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Trying to transfer a DV tape to <laughs> online. You had to use a little firewire. What cord. the firewire? And you yep. had to wait, you had to go do something else for two hours while it transferred everything over. Oh my God. I man. remember the firewire days, man. Dude, I actually thought about, cause I bought some batteries for that. Cause the batteries that I have are, they don't even hold charge anymore. So I bought some batteries. I thought about getting some new tapes and shooting a whole skit on that camera again, just for the nostalgia. I love it, man. And, my mom, my mom used to film me while I was doing like skits and stuff. So shout out to my mom for always being there for me or oh, stuff like nice. that. So funny. Oh man. I remember that... I did a, I remember I did a news reporter thing and I was doing the weather and it was snowing so bad back in my hometown and my mom just holding the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See those are, I, the other skit that I have on there, dude, I thought about actually editing. I never edited or released this one is we did um because they opened up a sonic in our area in southgate michigan um and dude the lines were like everybody was so happy for it because it was a southern thing nobody we didn't have one so me and my buddies we did a whole skit like i have like an hour and 50 minutes of footage of this skit and i, I thought about sitting and editing it we did a uh what's that movie uh Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. We did that skit where me and my buddy were sitting and we saw a commercial for Sonic and we were like, dude, we need to go to Sonic. And like, we just travel around everywhere and we're, we're like, we get lost and we're trying to find Sonic. And then we find, finally find Sonic and we're like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> so like it's it was true. a whole it build is. up. Yeah. Dude, the food at Sonic <laughs> is terrible. Sorry if you ever wanted a sponsorship deal through Sonic, but <laughs> dang it. They just called me last week, and uh, I don't think I can. Uh, we'll bleep that out. Yeah, you can cut. As soon it. as you say Sonic's food was beep, or I'll I'll ad lib. So amazing! You should try it. They have but, amazing flushes. <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, I think we're going to call it a day um, here on the film core. What the Film Core with Jimmy Lombardo and Danny Gowan. Appreciate you being on, fellas. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. Um, I'm here. 
Yes, for sure. And we're gonna we're gonna work on that. We're gonna get you uh, oh, yeah. here more. Uh, Jimmy, go ahead and plug away, sir. Uh, simple plugs, the easiest ones. You can follow us on Twitter at Lomo Media. You can follow us on Facebook at Media Lomo. And the main one, you can uh, follow us on YouTube. Just search Lomo Media and we'll pop up. You'll see my smiling face making some weird face, I'm sure, on a thumbnail. But <laughs> yeah, mostly just follow us on YouTube. And then uh, if you like podcasts, I mean, that's why you're here. Follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts that after the movies. So that's All it. All right. Danny Gowan. I know you got some, uh, you got a plug to plug, don't you? Aren't you doing something this weekend? Am I doing something this weekend? Are you, are you not streaming? I don't know. Oh, he doesn't know. Well, yeah, anyways, I mean, plug your stream. All right. Uh, if you want to watch someone get owned all day, every day, uh, you can watch me streaming at Gowie Gaming on Facebook. I might change that and go back to Twitch. Not sure, but right now, yeah, it's Facebook. Gowie Gaming. Actually, I believe they're half, so there's some yeah. old happen soon, but uh Nice. Yeah. Give it a shot was, if you want. I was there for the last one. I'll be there for this one if I see <laughs> that notification. <laughs> There you go. Um, and as always, you can check out Filmcore Digital on YouTube, Instagram. Facebook. We don't do that. And people are you like, you try to so, figure out TikTok so we'll, is the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah definitely definitely go follow all of them um listen to this podcast because you are listening to it if you're hearing this um on all podcast platforms and as always it's a pleasure and we will catch you in the next one